thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 35 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, we have Coach Mercedes Jorge of Presbyterian College. She is the Director of Basketball Operations. She is also a member of the Latino Association of Basketball Coaches. She gave a lot of great insights to young coaches that are looking to get into the profession. I really do appreciate her time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode 35, Coaching Connections. Coach Jorge, let's get after it. Hey, Marcus. How you doing, Coach? Good, how are you? I'm good. I cannot complain. Let me uh, get you set up here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So first off, I just want to say thank you for taking time out to, to come and hang out and talk about life and talk about hoops and everything else in between. I appreciate you. For sure. Thanks for asking me. Yes, ma'am. You know, first let's talk about COVID, you know, just about how it's um, changed your daily routine. You know, I guess since March, what have you been up to? What have you been doing to stay busy and, and not go crazy, right? Stay sane? Yeah, seriously. Um, it was definitely an adjustment because I didn't think it would last this long. So it was kind of like, oh, gosh. Um, and I hate running outside. So that was an adjustment for me. I had to do some cardio outside in the South Carolina heat. So that wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I had to get some more exercise bands and all that kind of stuff to kind of spruce up my workout at home. But um, yeah, obviously doing a bunch of Zooms and trying to continue, you know, to learn and all that kind of stuff. And I put on some Zooms for Photoshop and all that. So that was really fun. And just continue to network and try to do all that. I had to make myself a schedule every day to make sure I was on track and like getting stuff done. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely an adjustment, but I'm a homebody. So I like, I was in heaven. So I did not mind it at all. I just didn't like that. I couldn't go to the gym, but that was about it. No, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I, I'd rather be home than now and about anyway. So that, that part worked, you know, but but I did miss the kids and the interaction and, and, and all of yeah. that stuff and, and being yeah. in the gym and, and, and uh, watching them work. So that, that was tough, but I, I get it. I don't, I don't like running outside either. And no. I don't know what South Carolina heat is like, but Texas heat is, is no fun. Yeah, seriously. And we have some humidity. I'm from Florida, so I know what that humidity is like. This humidity is like nothing compared to Florida, but still it's something. So <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I guess I'll just get it more in shape because this is tough. But, yeah, you've been all right? You've been good? Yeah, I've, I've just been trying. I've been doing the same, I guess, uh, to stay busy, you know, stay working out. Uh, trying to anyway you know in the garage it gets a little it gets old so you're trying to switch up yeah. routines and so um but outside of that just trying to stay in contact with my boys and and mm-hmm. uh you know and uh, make sure they're okay because you know in in the neighborhoods that, that uh that i that i grew up in is where i coach i coach at the high school i grew up in okay and, uh, awesome. you know and some of the kids have and some of them don't so just making sure they're okay and they got what they need you know that kind of stuff yeah, definitely. Same here. It's uh, had to get creative with staying in touch with girls and and figuring out new ways. And then we had we recruited. We did all of our recruiting in May to finish up our class. Um, and so that was interesting for me because I do all of our social media and all of our graphics and stuff. So trying to figure out good ways and creative ways to like do our social media and to keep our brand alive during this whole thing was my own project. Um, but then also just keeping the girls 
entertained and, you know, making sure they're bonding with each other. And we had to recruit, we signed five people in the quarantine. So just doing those virtual visits and figuring all that out was different work in yeah. itself. May was busy. May was busy, but um, it was fun. It was interesting. It was definitely challenging. It was something new for me to get my hands into. So I enjoyed it. Definitely. I think most of us, or I hope most, most people in a way have learned something new and learned something about themselves throughout this whole process for sure. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about your childhood a little bit. Where'd you grow up? Um, did you have any influences in your life, uh, positive, strong influences that kind of helped you want to go down this route of, of basketball and coaching basketball? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up, I'm Puerto Rican Trinidadian. So I grew up with a single mom and I grew up with all my Puerto Rican sides. So that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so single mom and it was kind of fun. It was like a full house situation. So my mom has three sisters and two of them had kids young and my mom had me kind of young. And so my grandma moved out of her house and gave us her house and we all lived there together. And um, so I grew up with my cousins and we were all only children. So we were kind of each other's siblings and there was just always a lot of people in the house. So I'm used to like big gatherings and just a lot of people over all the time. So I love that. Um, but yeah, so kind of grew up that way, grew with my mom and me um, majority of my life. And it was just honestly, it was an awesome childhood. But I, my mom put me pretty much in every sport known to man. I mean, tap dance, the whole nine. And uh, I was, it was funny because I was like scared of the ball when I played basketball. I like wanted nothing to do with it when I first started playing. And then I just, I think this is like the turning point, but like this big girl, I was like playing up and this huge girl like completely fell on top of me, yeah. like sandwiched me. And I don't know if that like, just shook all the like scaredness out of me or something because after that I was like full go like give me the ball like I was beating people up like I was like all in it at that point so um but yeah so I played every sport pretty much all the way up into high school and then played volleyball and basketball went to a really really good high school program um won states won district championships all four years all that kind of stuff played with Power five people, um, girls who went power five, girls who went D2, um, set, you know, mid-major, all that kind of stuff. So it was ran like a college team. So I was kind of ready in a sense for college because we were very strict and we had, you know, we just did everything to a really, really high standard. So um, did that and uh, played AAU and all that kind of stuff. Tore my ACL twice in high school, tore both of them. Um, so that was, I feel like the turning point for me, that was a big life situation for me, especially the second one. The second one was the summer going into my senior year. So I was like freaking out that I wasn't going to go to college. I wasn't going to get recruited, like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it was kind of like a, you know, a big moment for me just figuring out, you know, what I wanted basically my life to look like after this, you know, cause my mom was like, okay, you can quit or you can fight and you know, you'll make it to college, you know? And so I fought back from that and came back. Um, I was supposed to come back in six months, came back in five and a half months and finished my uh, senior year off and um, got recruited and all that. And then played Juco for a year and then um, played at Embry-Riddle my last three. But I feel like all of my coaches, my whole life, I still keep in touch with every single one of them. Um, influenced me in some way, but I never really thought of coaching 
mm-hmm. as a profession for me. I'm not really sure why, because I was always kind of like the captain, always kind of like directing things and stuff. But I don't, I don't know why. I just never really thought of coaching before. And then my college coach, um, who was actually my AAU coach in high school, so she had known me since I was like 14. And so then she got a college job. She got the Ember Riddle job and um, asked me to come with her and we actually started the program there. So it was a really, really crazy situation. Um, They were NAIA going to D2. And my sophomore year was going to be the first year that Embry-Riddle had ever had a women's basketball program. And so we're going to make history, which is going to be all this fun stuff. But because we were transitioning D2, my last two years, we were going to be on probation. So I couldn't play for a championship my last two years. So it was kind of, it was a tough decision. Like, do I do something that no one's ever done before and like help build a program from scratch and like do all this stuff or do I go somewhere where I can play for a championship? Um, but you know, I ended up choosing Amber Riddle and I'm it was probably the best decision I've ever made because that alone, just having that experience of building a program is something that rarely anyone can really say that they've done. Um, and building it from nothing, you know, and it just really like being our own and we did everything um, and setting kind of like the groundwork for that. So it was awesome, awesome experience, but she actually was the one who came to me my senior year and was like, well, the WCA has this program and it's called, so you want to be a coach and I think you should like apply to be in it and all this stuff, like it'd be good. And then it kind of help you see if you want to coach, like, I think you should coach. And I wanted to be a psychologist. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And, um, applied and got in and that I think that right there is what kind of made me get into coaching um her kind of push to get into it and then you know kind of make me see that I could do it and then being in that program you know it's an amazing program I go back every year at the final four and talk to the new classes and things like that but it's a really really awesome program and that definitely helped me help me get a job and help me you know figure out that this is definitely what I wanted to do that's pretty awesome. What's the name of the program again? So you want to be a coach. Nice. Yeah. And, and so they have, I guess, an event at the final four and, and you guys. Yeah. Meet. Yeah. So they pick, um, you have to do a video, a resume, a, uh, you have to get, um, recommendation letters. You have to do all this stuff. And so you send it in and they pick 60 girls throughout the whole country from every division. Wow. So only 60 girls and um, they pick them and uh, you get to go to the final four that year. Uh, you don't pay for anything. You get to go to the final four and wherever it is. And you basically go through this like workshop almost. And so they have like the notebook and they have all these like amazing coaches come and talk to you about different things um, to basically, you know, it's to help you see if you want to be a coach. So, um, it's really, really awesome. Uh, you know, we have people like coach Yo from Ole Miss and when she was at Jacksonville and, you know, shimmy and we had Sam from Louisville and we had just, and they were talking about all different things, networking, social media, just everything, um, that had to do with coaching. And so it was awesome. It was so, so cool. And you meet all these different people and, um, you know, some people you watch on TV when you were in college and now you're like with them in there. And so it was awesome. And I still keep in touch with majority of them. And, uh, and we all have kind of like a group message and stuff, but it's, it's an amazing program. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky that I kind of get asked to go back every year and talk to them. So that, uh, yeah, that was definitely a 
a really great thing that they put on. I love it. Sure. That's awesome. You know, speaking of Final Four, I think it's scheduled to be here in San Antonio this year. I don't I don't Yes. Hopefully everything still happens, you know. Fingers Wait, crossed. I'm like a huge Spurs fan. So I'm Are like you really? Yes. Are you really? I want I want it to be there so bad. I want to go so bad. I never would have guessed you were a Spurs fan. Yes. I'm like a very old school-ish kind of like person. Like when people yeah. are like, who are your favorite basketball players? Like Tim Duncan. Yeah, and for like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Kevin Garnett. And like, I just like, I don't know. But I love the Spurs. I love them for years. But yeah, so I, I have a Tim Duncan jersey actually. But um nice. yeah i'm a huge fan of theirs and a huge pop fan so pop, i'm pop like please man. yeah yes uh, he's man. amazing so i really hope we get to go because it was such a bummer that we couldn't go this year yeah new orleans really fun for sure for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, coincidentally we're a spur shirt today uh, but just because we have a big game today i'm, I'm hoping we win yes so going back though thinking back to a couple moments that now, we don't maybe realize our big moments at the time, but, you know, you go back to, like, your mother where she mm-hmm. – how awesome is it that she told you, like, hey, you can just suck it up and, and, and fight for it or you can quit, right? You know, but uh, yeah. just being real with you. And, yes. Uh, and you, you that chose she to is fight. <laughs> uh, but, sometimes. but you chose to fight for it and, and look where, where it took you, right? And then that decision mm-hmm. of, of leaving or staying at that school you're at, you know, because of uh, – you wanted to build something and, and that ultimately mm-hmm. led to your coach telling you, Hey, check out this program. It's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. those, those little moments that we don't maybe realize at the time, they turn out to be huge for us. Oh my goodness. That's why like my, my quote of my life is like everything happens for a reason because yeah. I can, I feel like I've been lucky enough to see the reasoning so far behind certain things that has happened in my life. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's amazing. Cause I mean, I had bigger offers going into my senior year or bigger looks, I would say going into my senior year and then, um, not being able to play that July period and all, you know, the whole first half was tough and, you know, but that's, it was meant to be, you know what I mean? It was meant for me to go there. It was meant for me to, you know, and I love Embry Riddle with everything. And, um, that's just like, it was the best place. It's awesome. It's such a good place, but yeah, it's definitely, I feel like I, that's definitely my quote of my life. Like everything definitely happens for a reason. It's a good quote to live by coach. Yeah. So you're currently the director of basketball operations for Presbyterian. Um, mm-hmm. Is this your first uh, coaching job at the college level or where did you coach before this? I was a GA at Georgia state. Georgia state. Nice. Yeah, so I was there right after college and then was there for two years and then got this job last spring. So I'm going to my second year here. And how was your experience at uh, Georgia State? It was good. It was definitely different. You know, I was walking into a program that was kind of on its last, you know, our coach was on her last year of her contract. So mm-hmm. just kind of seeing how that kind of goes and – um kind of just the stressors and everything behind everyone kind of knowing that um, was definitely different. It was hard. It was so hard. Um, And I think that year is a big year for me also. Just, I think why I am, I love to be so helpful to people Mm -hmm. who are coming into the business because I felt like I didn't have that my first year. Um, And it was tough. It was really, really hard not to, I had a, you know, a good circle and stuff, but just, 
assistants and people who are on my staff or just in general, um, you know, I encountered people that weren't always willing to help and um, kind of just, you know, just throw me on the bus and do other things that it just made it really hard. You know, I, I contemplated quitting at one point, you know, I was just miserable just internally. I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I wasn't, you know, working out like I usually do. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping because, you know, I was being taught, you know, you got to grind, you got to grind. You know, you hear people say that all the time, you know, like you got to grind. It's fine. This season, you know, this profession is just hard. You got to grind it out. It's cool. But it's like, you know, I think that's why I'm also too like big on balance. Um, because that year I was so out of whack and I was so unhappy. Honestly, I was really unhappy because I was just not healthy in any way. And, um, I think, you know, that's why I, I'm really big on just helping people. And whenever people reach out and want to talk, like I'm always, you know, yeah, let's talk a zoom, let's do whatever. Um, and just really big about balance because you know, you can't, you can't pour into other people if you're empty. Right. And, you know, and I think that's huge. And so I'm really big on like just self care and just finding time for yourself, even if it's something super small, um, just doing that so that you kind of just refill yourself up as much as you can you know we all can't take vacations like everybody else but you know anything little things along the way you know that help you um kind of stay sane uh and fill you back up and give you some some happiness every once in a while um i think it's so important but yeah georgia state was awesome and then my second year uh we got a new coach and new staff and so i was lucky enough to stay on with them and just learn from them and um those you know those people on that staff are really big influences in my life now and really close to them and so um it was awesome it definitely taught me a ton yeah you know it's funny you say uh you talked about taking care of yourself i was going to ask this later on but uh you know but it's important you know i mean again stressing how important it is to take care of yourself you know mentally physically you know just everything like you said you got to be balanced it's it's crucial yeah yeah and i think and i mean this might just be like the millennial in me or whatever but (laughs) um you know because i think i i hear a lot of people who you know based on their coaching tree based on who they were taught by and all this kind of stuff older people people in their late 30s you know whatever like that was kind of what they were taught when they were my age like you know you gotta grind if you're in a job or you work for someone you don't like it's fine just deal with it and you know live your life but like you know, now that just the way that everything is shifting and the way my generation and the generation, you know, after me, we've changed stuff. And like, we, like, we don't have to stay in a job we don't like. We don't have to work for someone we don't like. Like, we, we realize that we have choices. Like, we don't, you know, and it's different between, yeah, like, you, you know, go for a GA job or go for your first job after being a GA. Like, you can't be, you know, very picky. Choosy. Yeah. Like, you know, you, hopefully you have options and you can, you know, you know, decide where you want to work there. But, um, you know, until you get your foot in the door and kind of get your own reputation, all that kind of stuff, you really can't be picky choosy. But in the same sense, like, it's not all about, yeah, you have to grind. And there's times where I'm, you know, just running around like a crazy person majority of the time and, you know, really busy and stuff. But I always make sure I find time for myself now because what that year, you know, my first year of being in the business me because I was like I said just so unhealthy and you know getting a bunch of weight and just exhausted all the time and it was just like like the worst and it's like you can't you know you we're lucky enough to 
play basketball or not play coach basketball. And that's amazing. And a lot of us feel like this is not a job because it's what we've always wanted to do. And it's awesome. You know, I get to wear t-shirts to work every day. Like it's amazing, but, um, and also, you know, impact people's lives. But, um, you know, also too, like you got to have your own identity. You got to have your own life outside of being someone's coach, you know? And I think I've learned that from just seeing people who are older than me and, and just hearing people say, you know, now, you know, they've been in the business for 30 years and they're super successful. And they're like, man, like, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Like, I wish I would have done more. And it's like, I don't want to be that way when I'm older, you know? So like, I make sure that I kind of, like I said, like really big on balance and stuff because I, yeah, it's a grind. I grind. I work, but I'm not going to like kill myself. I'm not going to, you know, be unhappy for the job. Like that's, that's, it's different. You know what I mean? Like you got to find a way to work and grind and be good at your job, but also just make sure, like I said, you're pouring into yourself and you find joy and little things that way, you know, you're not going to work grumpy all the time and you know, you're taking it out on your players or, you know, you're just not fun to be around. So yeah, I think it's, it's so important and more people honestly should get on that train in the coaching world because it's like, yeah, it's, it's a grind. It's tough. Like you have a really long season and it's through all the major holidays and we don't get to take vacation at times. So like, yeah, you got to find a way to, to pour into yourself. You know, you can't depend on other people to do it for you and you can't not, not do it because it'll be miserable. You're going to crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you say that cause like I try to do the same thing. And so I, I genuinely, genuinely don't ever have bad days at work. I love waking up, going to work and, and, you know, and some people at work are like, why are you always in such a good mood? And I'm thinking, why are you in such a bad mood? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, right. Exactly. Take care of yourself, you know, but it, what you said was, was really important. So I appreciate you uh, touching on that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's funny. I just put something on my Instagram story today because I share an office with um, the men's basketball Dobo. And so we talked about, cause it was both our first Dobo jobs last year. And so, you know, we're, you're as a Dobo, you're just, you're doing everything. And so majority of the time you're in your office, especially during season. And so this summer we were like, listen, like we got to make sure like our office is somewhere we want to be like, we got to figure it out. So we just bought like a diffuser and we have a speaker in there and we're getting like lights hung up. Like we are going to make it like macked out. And yeah. so it's just like, that's just another thing, like super small thing, buy a freaking $10 diffuser yeah. and just, you walk into somewhere and it smells good. It just puts you in a good mood. You know yeah. what I mean? Or you're, you're having to work, you're doing all this stuff. But if you're, it's a good environment, you know, I play music on the speaker and we're, you know, it smells good. Like it's just a good vibe, you know? And so it's fun to be there. It's fun to do work and do all this stuff. So that's just something small, but it's funny because I just put that on my story today. I was like, make sure, you know, where you work or where you spend your most time is like somewhere that's enjoyable. Was it? Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. You know, I, I live uh, on my campus pretty much. And so I got to make sure it's right. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So young coaches trying to get into the college ranks, right? Any, any advice that you would give them? Um, I would definitely say network your butt off. That was something that I, that was, you know, taught to me at the, at the cell program and that I really feel like I've done so much better at. I remember being so nervous, just going up to people and, and you're trying or reaching out to someone and whatever. And, um, I would definitely say network because I, you know, 
get the college game is obviously you gotta be good at your job, you know, all this kind of stuff, but it is about who you know and you know, all that kind of stuff. And if you have a good, you know, coaching tree, coaching circle, whatever, and people can vouch for you or um, it will definitely take you just as far as your skills will, or how many people you recruited or whatever the case is. And definitely for young coaches, cause you don't have recruiting experience. You don't have much of anything, you know? So um, definitely, you know, getting out there, reaching out, sending handwritten notes. I love when I get handwritten notes and that's something that someone else told me too. like, make sure you write handwritten notes as much as you can. Um, because that's just, you know, you go the extra mile. It's just something that's really appreciated. Like I said, I love them. I hang them all up in my office. Um, but yeah, that, and just make sure you have something that kind of sets you apart, you know, add more things to your toolbox. Um, that's going to set you apart from someone else. I think my, my thing that I figured out was kind of what was going to set me apart was doing Photoshop and being able to run a brand, run a social media account, brand our, our program in general, rebrand them, um, and do all the graphics for that. So and coming up with ideas and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I think that was kind of my thing that, you know, that kind of, I guess set me apart from other people who were applying for this job and, and for the other jobs I was up for, that was definitely something that, you know, I had a portfolio of all the things that I've made. And that was something that was very intriguing to the people, you know, who were interviewing me was that I could do that too. Um, because even now more, more so now than ever, you know, people are getting laid off, even bigger schools. Like you don't have a lot of that support staff that's going to be able to do all your graphics, do all your recruiting mail outs, do this, do that. Like those people are getting furloughed or some people don't have them at all. You know, we don't have a ton of support staff here. Um, and so, you know, it's important for you to be more than one dimensional, you know, you being able to help out a program and that's going to make you um, more intriguing, you know, to get hired because you'll be able to do so much more for them and they won't have to hire, you know, someone else to do graphics an outside person or try to get a student or, you know, whatever. So um, definitely adding something else to your toolbox to kind of make you stand out. And I feel like networking are two really, really big things. When you're talking about uh, Photoshop, now, did you self-teach or did you uh, take a little class or how, how did that come about? Well, I tried. I tried to self-teach um, on YouTube and that is so hard. Like if anyone's <laughs> ever tried it, it is so hard because there's like a million different ones and they're all like older versions and mm. it's just like, oh my gosh, like you don't know what is what, like it's so hard. So I tried that at first and then... Um, Luckily, someone poured into me and one of my assistants, my year, she was the one who did a lot of the graphics. And so I was like, listen, like, I'll get you food. Like, can I come over to your house and can you teach me like the basics? And so that's what we did. And, um, you know, she taught me I had to make the camping graphic for our new coach and the camp graphic. And um, he was like, oh, can you do Photoshop? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, please, you have to teach me whatever. Um, and that's kind of how I was taught. And so I literally just like videoed her doing it and she kind of went over the basics and, um, I kind of learned that like, once you know the basics and kind of what everything's for, then you can Google like If you want to do a specific something, like it's way easier to kind of Google that and kind of teach yourself how to do that stuff versus mm -hmm. like just learning from scratch from the internet. So after that, you know, I kind of just would look at other graphics and be like, Oh, I wonder how they do that. And kind of look it up and kind of tell myself more of the harder stuff after. 
Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a little bit of both. Um, and obviously I'm still learning every day. I love learning new stuff about that stuff, but yeah. But I mean, that, that's just initiative on your part, understanding you needed something to, to separate you from other candidates and, uh, and it, and it takes a little extra work. I mean, so that's important for, for these young coaches to know, you know, it's not going to just happen. You got to do these little extra things to give yourself an edge. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you just see the way that the game is now, it's all about, you know, kids, I say kids, like I'm like super old, but kids <laughs> like, you know, want players want something they can, they can post, you know, they want something that they can retweet and stuff like that to represent or whatever. And they want to look good. So it's like, that's all players want now is something to put on their Instagram or tweet, you know? So it's like, all right, so how do we do that? You know, what, what can we do? What can I do? You know? So, um, yeah, definitely. That's, you know, video and graphics are the new wave for sure. And that's like so important. Who has the best ones? Who has the coolest ones? Who has the most creative ones? So, um, that's all I'm always challenging myself to try to get better and more creative with that kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely just finding something else. And it can be, it can be whatever it can be video. It can be, you know, I met someone who was super good statistically mm -hmm. and that was something that separated them because I'm not that good statistically. And, you know, they love, you know, looking at the stats and, you know, how that affects this and that and whatever. And so I don't even know a lot of people who are really good at that either. So that was all, you know, that was something too. I was like, Ooh, wow, I'm going to kind of step up my game there, you know? Um, but yeah, anything, anything that you can think of that you feel like you'll be able to sit down and say, Hey, like I, can add this to your program, yeah. you know, whatever that may be, but you got to find something because we all out here trying to get a job. So sure. yeah, you got to find something that sets you apart. It's funny you say that about stats. Now I interviewed a, a Colgate uh, assistant on the men's side and uh, we were talking about, I don't know if you've seen it on social media a little while back, uh, had a picture of a, of, a, of a goal and it say, you know, make a layup for like 20 grand, a free throw. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, grand, yeah. You know, top of the key and corner for a million. And uh, so I asked him the question, what would he take? And he, he started breaking it down statistically. And I thought to myself, I've never heard anybody do that before. And uh, <laughs> I can see why he's really valuable to this program because that's, I'm not going to do it. I mean, that, right. on top of his head, he just started spitting numbers. And I said, wow, that's pretty incredible. Seriously. Yeah, I need to get on that train. <laughs> um, top three basketball movies for you at all, of all time. Movies or moments? Movies. Movies. We'll get to moments in a second. Movies. Oh, movies. Coach Carter. I guess. Love basketball. Now that I'm older, it just ha there's so many flaws in that movie. But oh, yeah, yeah. As you get older, it becomes a little more cheesy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to watch just movies I loved when I was younger. I'm like. This sucks. So you, um, you know that movie based off of, uh, you know, just the nostalgia, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Um, oh, gosh. Can I, I don't even know if I can think of another one. You're killing me, coach. I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know. Those are my top two. Coach Carter's good, though. I think it's universal, yeah. though. You have to say Coach Carter. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Well, I guess, but I like Coach Carter just because it's like, that's kind of how I am. Like he, you know, treated them like adults and like had standards and like, yeah. you know, was trying to push them and all this kind of stuff. I, that's like, I love the, just that whole gist of it. Like, 
get for your sure. issue. For sure, for sure. All right, let's talk about your favorite moments. Uh, some of your favorite basketball moments as a player or a coach, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I guess my worst was tearing both my ACLs. Um, but my best, uh, I think, was just probably winning states as a freshman was crazy. Um, and it was so cool. And that year, uh, ESPN put on like a high school a national high school invitational. Mm-hmm. And so it was like some of the best high school teams from the men's and women's side around the country, public and border schools and all this kind of stuff. And we got invited to that. So um, it was awesome. That was like the Austin Rivers Winter Park era. So like he, his team was there and all this kind of stuff. And if you're from like the Florida, Orlando area, like you would know, like that whole era when he was there was like crazy. It was like going to an NBA game. Like yeah. and you roll up to the high school and it was packed. Like, um, but yeah, and so we got invited to that and that was amazing. Oh my goodness. And it was so crazy. I feel old when I talk about it because when we went there, G like Gatorade had just hadn't even rolled out the G series yet. Yeah. Like with the pre whatever and the regular and the, recovery and all that kind of stuff so like we were their guinea pigs and so like they had a whole like we took the pre thing and then they weighed us and took our dehydration and all this kind of stuff then we played and then wow. um they did we did the recovery and then they like did all their tests on us after and all this stuff and the first elite sock ever came out was coming out that year so like, we had the first pair of like elite socks and i'm like oh my god those haven't been around forever <laughs> like that makes me feel old because i'm like how the heck Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so it was awesome. I mean, they, they flew us out. It was in uh, Baltimore. So they flew us out there and um, they paid for everything. Like we had a team credit card that had like wow. a ridiculous amount of money on it. And yeah. we went to bring cheesecake factory. We went here. <laughs> like we couldn't even spend all the money. Like yeah. it was crazy. Um, but as like a high school kid, like doing all that was insane. So that was probably definitely one of like my funnest, best moments basketball wise. Um, I think another one would just be probably my senior year when I came back, um, and we won the district championship. Um, that was big for me because it was just kind of like a full circle moment. Like I had worked so hard to be able to play, um, the last half of the season and be able to play in that game and win it um, for the fourth year in a row. So that was like a big thing for me. Um, so that was really, really awesome. And then I think just my senior year, I got to I set the record for rebounds and um, rebounds in a game and rebounds in a season and all this stuff. And so that was awesome too, just to end that, you know, end my career that way. And get those type of accolades because we couldn't get any from the conference because we technically weren't in the conference yet. Um, so yeah, just being able to do that and kind of leave my mark there at, at the school was amazing. So you were a Hooper. I mean, it sounds like you were pretty good. So what shot are you taking then going back to that other question we talked oh, about? Oh, no. Oh Lord. Um, free throws weren't amazing. Uh, <laughs> well, how much was the was the layup worth? We'll, we'll just say I think the layup was fifty grand. You know, I I don't like gambling. I like to keep my money, so yeah. I think I would just play it safe and go for for the layup. Honestly, oh for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah. I think I would go for the layup. Or or top of the key three was actually my shot, especially in transition. So 
if I practiced a little, I might, I might gamble on that one. <laughs> you know, I think on social media, we all say the million dollar shot, but I think in real life, um, definitely. I ain't taking a corner three. No yeah, way. Take the layup and take the money, right? Yes. NBA playoffs are about to, about to start soon. Who, who do you have winning it all? Oh, gosh. I know who I want to win it all, but they probably won't. Um, I don't know, man. It's been good. It's been so good. It's been fun. I mean, watching Dame um, Lillard do what he does, and, and that's, that's remarkable. I always love the underdog. I always uh-huh. love someone who's not. You got that chip on the shoulder. Like, yes. Like, like he got into a little little Twitter beef with these guys, and all of a sudden you just made the man mad, and he's just killing everybody. I know. I love that. Um, oh, man, I don't know. I honestly I, – I would love anyone but the Lakers, but it's tough. I just – I usually don't like going for the people that are supposed to win. So. The Lakers, I like that. I'm down yeah. with it. I'm down with that. I love LeBron. He's great, but I just – Let's go with someone else. Yeah, I, I like the underdog roles too. To be honest with you, um, yeah. Did you see Adidas? They put Dame's shoes for sixty-one bucks online. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I see you're a member of the uh, Latino Association of Basketball Coaches. Um, yeah. I think what they're doing is pretty awesome, right? Giving giving people oh, a platform and a network. Awesome. Yes, it's awesome because I honestly can't even think of. I don't even think I can think of 10 Latinos that I know that are in the coaching world, honestly, that I know now, like I can't. So yeah, that's awesome that, you know, they've done that and I appreciate them kind of shouting me out, but um, yeah, that's awesome to kind of do that just cause you know, you need, you need all types of rep, you know, representation I feel like. And, and so, I mean, yeah, I think it's just awesome. Like continuing to, try to get more people in there and my grandma was oh my gosh she was so excited when she saw it and she was oh my gosh like can you just imagine like you know there's probably someone who's like younger who like now thinks they can do it and all this oh, kind of stuff sure. and so yeah that's yeah that's awesome what they're doing for sure then putting that spotlight on it you know for for young latino latina uh children out there now, now maybe they they saying you know I can be a college coach or I can be a high school basketball coach or whatever right I can I can do it you know because yeah. like you said you you don't know a whole lot so the fact that they're highlighting it and putting it out there I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's an awesome thing. So many great things have come within the last like year or two, and especially during this quarantine, just yes. so many things for sure. You know, without without getting too political, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know, given the current state of our country and the and the racial climate and whatever, what what could our nation learn from the locker room of a of an athletic program, a basketball team, right? Uh, you know, yeah. I think we can learn a lot from from that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, I've honestly been blessed, and I told my head coach this because, um, you know, she when all this kind of happened, she kind of gave me full reign to do what I wanted on our social media, uh, for our brand when it came to everything that was happening. And, um, and so, you know, just her being able you know, giving me that and, and just allowing our program to represent that was really big for me. And I know it was really big for our players, you know, after talking to them when everything was super fresh, um, because I, I'm, I've had people and I'm pretty outspoken on Twitter and, and things like that. Um, 
within reason, but I'm, you know, I, I pushed the envelope a little bit and, um, I've had people reach out, you know, after I've tweeted something or retweeted something or whatever. And they said, man, I really wish I could retweet this, but I'm looking for a job. I really wish I could retweet this, but my head coach would get mad. And so it's like, that breaks my heart when I hear that because, you know, and that's why I, I made sure I told her like, you know, thank you for allowing me to, you know, for us to say what we want as individuals, but also just allowing our team account to, rep, you know, to represent this and, and stand for something because, um, I, like I said, I've, I, there are people out there that aren't letting their staff do it, aren't saying anything on their team accounts. And, um, I think that just sends a message, not even to the outside, like to inside your locker room, like, what are you, how are you expected to, expecting your kids to respond to you and to listen and to believe in you and the program if you don't stand for anything, yeah. you know? And, um, and I think our kids definitely, I mean, they loved that, you know, we were able to put a spotlight on all that and say what we said. Um, and, you know, I went to a couple of protests with one of my assistants and um, just, you know, supporting in any way that we can, you know, we signed a petition that was going around on our, on our campus and for change on our campus, which was awesome. Um, and they started like an NCAA chapter on our campus and things like that. So it was, it's, the, the change has definitely come, but I think, um, you know, I think in general, just, you're not, oh, it's, you're going to have diversity. You can't like, you can't stop it. And sports more than anything is diverse. And, you know, we're putting these kids on a platform and our program on a platform where they're looked up to, you know, by younger kids, by recruits, you know, and things like that. And um, I think it's important to, for athletes to have, you know, have their voice and, and share what's important to them. And, um, you know, you can't separate it. And I love that, you know, over the last couple of years, more professional athletes have come out and, you know, it was funny because I was watching the last dance documentary when it was coming, when it was going on and, you know, just, you know, they had an episode where they talked about Michael not getting into politics yeah. and stuff. And he felt like that wasn't kind of his place. And it's just to see how it changes and how it has changed and how, you know, athletes and that's more so who I want to see talking about stuff than anybody else, like, you know, and yeah. just how they've had such an impact um, on what's going on in the world. I think it's so important, but, you know, I think just politically, you know, seeing that our, our country is getting more, more and more diverse and um which is an amazing thing and i think there needs to be more of that in every sense and every and everywhere it's definitely past due um but i think um you know this is a start and it sucks that it had to come the way it did and start the way it did but um i'm definitely glad that it has and you know hopefully i don't see things going back to the way they were which is a good thing yes and that's awesome that like you said the uh the head coach on your staff is fully supportive and it sends a strong message for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask impactful moments in your career, you know, where, where what we do goes beyond coaching, but you kind of just answered that right now, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, but if, if there's any other moments in your career, you know, just coaching and making relationships with, with these, with these kids, uh, young adults you work with. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I got into it is because of how impactful my college coach and even my high school coach and everything like that. But in college, you know, I can remember vivid 
really how different and how much I grew as a person every year. I can literally name it off how, how I got better every year, and not just as a player, but really as a person. And, and something that my head coach does really well, the one I played for, is that she really implements life into basketball a lot. And so I was, you know, taught that, you know, just in everything, you know, even when we, when it was time to pick captains, if you wanted to be a captain, you had to submit a resume mm-hmm. and a cover letter to her. Awesome. Yeah. And then we had to do an interview with her. And if we got past all of those, then we had to stand in front of our teammates and tell them why we wanted to be their captain. Yeah. And so, which at the time I was so annoyed. I was like, Oh my God, why do I have to do all this? <laughs> um, but looking back, I mean, it's the most awesome thing. I mean, none of us even had a resume done before that moment. So um, just, you know, implementing those little things in life. And so just knowing how much of an impact she still has on me and, and how she did, at, you know, me growing up in, in those years was amazing. Um, and so that's just what I want to do for my players. But, you know, I don't, and the double spot in general is very, it's a thankless job. It's a very not glorified job you do a lot of things that no one ever sees and you know kids think that gear just appears in their locker and the bus just magically knows where to pick you up and drop you off and you know all this kind of stuff and no one knows you know that what all the stuff that goes into it um and even being a ga oh my gosh so i think just you know when you hear those oh my gosh like that was an awesome graphic or Oh my gosh, thank you for doing this. Just those little things here and there always make my day. And just having, you know, I had a couple players this year really trust me um, with really important things that went on in their life, um, you know, deaths and and just different things. And um, that, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, I'm so happy that they feel comfortable enough and trust me enough to, you know, want to ask me for my opinion or ask me if I can read this for them or you know, all this kind of stuff, asking if I can help them through this moment in their life. And so those are always just the rewarding moments. It's definitely tiring. It has its, has its days, but those are, you know, when, when your players really, you know, are grateful and, and recognize all those things, those are awesome days. My bad, my favorite days. Most definitely coach. And your passion, I can see the passion there. It's, 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 it's good to see. But that's it. That's all I got coach. You know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you, you're back at work, and you you got a, you got yourself a busy schedule ahead. So, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you very much. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. If you need something along the way, uh, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you.